Join us today during the Jeep Celebration event. Right now, get 20% below MSRP for an average of 15178 under MSRP on the purchase of a 2023 Jeep Grand Cherokee Overland 4xe or Summit 4xe. Not compatible with lease offers or with any other consumer incentive offers. 15,178 average based on 20% below average MSRP from all 2023 Grand Cherokee Overland 4xE and Summit 4xE models and dealer stock. Residency restrictions apply. Take retail delivery from dealer stock by 4-1. Jeep is a registered trademark. Pieces on the roster. He knows how to construct a talented roster. I guess if that's what you want to talk about in, in terms of consistency. I loved what the Browns did with the roster the last couple of years, but this year obviously things are much different. John Dorsey out, uh, Freddie Kitchens gone, new head coach in in, in Stefanski, and you know, obviously we talked about the struggles and the worries that I have for the Browns last Friday. Stefanski hasn't even moved to Cleveland yet. He's not even in Cleveland. In fact, he doesn't even know when he'll be able to move to Cleveland. He'll be doing the draft from Minnesota, uh, and that's a conversation for later as well. But the one constant that we knew about the Browns, or at least I thought, was that they have their quarterback. And this is where I need your help. You're going to help me and tell me if I'm overreacting or if the, the tea leaves are lining up just, you know, just right. I'm based on the moves that the Browns have, based on their quarterback room activity as of late, there's something inside of me that is telling me that the Browns and Stefanski are not as sold on Baker Mayfield as I once thought that they would be. I think that there is, uh, my favorite word is, uh, you know, there's always, there's, you know, there, there's potential. Baker Mayfield, I think Baker's a little past the potential standpoint. I thought last year he definitely regressed. I think the Baker that you saw his rookie season is more of who he is, more than what you saw last season, assuming that what you have around Baker is stability and an offense uh, that he can run comfortably. He couldn't run last year's offense comfortably, and I don't want to hear about the weapons around him because those weapons around him, albeit very talented, they didn't have the right guy running the show, and that was, of course, head coach Freddie Kitchens or old head coach Freddie Kitchens at the time. So with Stefanski in place, I think that's going to be a big difference maker. But I thought that a couple moves that the Browns have done as of late have definitely led me to believe that they are not as high on Baker Mayfield or that there is a little bit of doubt with Baker Mayfield, more so than you would think. For one, let's start with the backup quarterback, Case Keenum, giving him $18 million for three years. Now, maybe I'm wrong. But I thought that a that was a big that was a big deal. I mean, I don't know about you, but a lot of times don't backup quarterbacks kind of go on a year to year basis. I, I found it kind of odd that Case Keenum uh, has basically agreed to be a backup for the next three years. I don't know about you, but there's not a lot of quarterbacks out there that have a dream or have a goal of just being a backup in the National Football League. That's why you don't see backup quarterbacks sign long term deals. In three years, you may be saying isn't long term, but it is for a backup. That's why you see a lot of backup quarterbacks sign one-year deals because they just they say, I'll be your backup for a year, but my goal is that based on depending on what the market is next year, I would like to be a starter at some point. So it's not so much that the Browns signed Keenum for three years. It's the fact that Keenum agreed to three years with the Browns. Why would a quarterback who obviously sees that he has three years left in the league say, hey, man, I just, I just want to be a backup moving forward? Who the hell says that? If that's his mindset, I don't want him on the team anyways because I want a guy that's that's uber, uh, you know, going to be out. You know, he's he's going to be out there and he's going to be uber competitive. He's going to want that starting job. And I don't not saying that Keenum should be that, but I find it very odd that he agreed to be the backup for three years. So that led me to thinking, okay, well maybe he wasn't. He didn't sign on to be the backup for three years, because there had to have been some conversation between him and Stefanski that maybe would have led to look. 
You're going to come in. You're going to be the backup in the first year. But I'm telling you right now, I really don't know about Baker Mayfield. I see this as a, a transition where you're going to come in and be the backup. You're going to help develop him. And if it doesn't work, then you are our guy, which is horrible. I don't want Case Keenum as the starting quarterback for the Browns. I still think that Baker needs to be given the benefit of the doubt up to this point, and I still think that it's going to be an interesting offseason based on all the limitations due to the COVID-19 outbreak. All I'm saying is, is give me an example, folks, Four five seven nine four six four. Where have you seen a guy agree to be a backup for three years? That should tell you something. No one agrees to be a backup especially long-term. They might agree to be a backup for a year because that's the cards that they were dealt and their main, you know, the market for them may not be great. But how does Case Keenum know what the market's going to be next year or the year after that? Who agrees to be a backup quarterback? Case Keenum, come on now. I don't, I don't buy into that whatsoever. So I'm starting to put these pieces together and say, you know what? That's weird to me. Case Keenum for $18 million for three years to be a backup. That's odd. That's very odd to me. The second thing that, that I came across that I found interesting, too, is a quarterback that the Browns were interviewing recently heading into the draft. Now, I don't know about you, but if you think in, the, you know, in two decades since returning to Cleveland, you finally have your franchise quarterback and you just gave $18 million to a backup quarterback for three years, I would think that you have checked off your quarterback issues, right? Now, maybe my next part that I'm about to get into, you can just write off and say, well, hey, look, they're just they're check, they're doing their due diligence. They're responsible. They need to be talking to other quarterbacks. Maybe, but in the draft, in a high-profile quarterback at that, and I'm talking about Jalen Hurts. Now, I'm not putting Jalen Hurts in the category as even a Justin Herbert, who I'm not that sold on either. But I find it very odd that the Cleveland Browns have had an interview and have sat down or at least a FaceTime type of deal with, with Jalen Hurts. Why are the Browns in conversations with Jalen Hurts. I mean, would is there a chance that we could hear in three weeks Jalen Hurts' name be dropped uh, as, a, as a draftee for the Cleveland Browns? What is that message sending to the quarterback room? What is that message sending to Baker Mayfield, who, although comes across as a very mentally strong individual, I think that a lot of times that is to make up for uh, sometimes the mental weaknesses that he has. That's my concern. So, again, the, this, the activity that the Browns are taking part in, it does not scream to me that they are sold on Baker Mayfield. The fact that you signed Case Keenum for three years, who signs a backup for three years, folks? I'm not buying into that, especially a quarterback that the new head coach had one of his best seasons with. They won 12 games in one season with with uh, with Keenum one year. All right, and that was Stefanski's offense. Like Stefanski's had success with Keenum, so that's my concern at that too. I'm not concerned that he could take the job from Baker. My concern is is that the, the Browns are starting to show signs of well, maybe Baker's not our guy. Maybe he isn't who we thought he was. Uh, it sounds like they are more concerned after the the average year he had last year versus being excited about the rookie year that he had. And, of course, you're always going to go off of what happened recently. We know what have you done for me lately, that type of deal. But am I looking into that too much? Do the Cleveland Browns fans especially, 457-9464, Twitter is at 1410Kinner, K-I-N-N-E-R. When I, bring these, when, these, when I bring these bullet points up, are those examples of the Browns showing signs that maybe they are not as mentally attached to Baker Mayfield as what the previous regime was talking about? Not even really including Freddie Kitchens. He was the head coach. But the John Dorsey-led group was all in on Baker. I'm not really getting that vibe with the Browns, with who's in the front office now and with who the head coach is. I think if they could win with Baker, that's just a cherry on top. But I do believe that they have prepped themselves and are prepping themselves for post-Baker Mayfield. That is where, that's kind of where I'm at mentally with where the Browns are at right now. Again, Case Keenum, 
I didn't notice it at first. It didn't really, you know, it, I didn't pay attention to it at first. But I cannot think of a time where a backup was signed specifically, where you go sign a backup for three years. Who does that? Everything is based on a year-to-year basis when it comes to backups, especially quarterbacks. Quarterbacks don't want to limit themselves to a backup job. They want to be starters. Even if they're signing to be a backup for a year, their goal is to always get back to being the starter. That's how they're wired. Okay, Even backup quarterbacks were high-level starters at some point throughout their high school and college careers. They didn't grow up saying, man, I can't wait to get you know to go to a high-profile college and get to the NFL to be a career backup. I cannot wait. No, they want to be starters. Why the hell would Keenum sign a three-year deal to be a backup in Cleveland without maybe have being been told, hey, look, I, I, I know you're coming in as the backup, but I really do see a situation where you're probably going to be the starter. And then they're interviewing Jalen Hurts, too. Of all the issues that this Browns team has and what they're trying to address on the defensive side, of all the things that you can draft in this year's draft, I just don't think quarterback needs to be one of your concerns. That That is strange to me. Is it strange to you? Or are the Browns doing the right thing? Are they doing the mature thing? Should they check off the boxes of interviewing Jalen Hurts? We'll get your reaction on social media and on the phone when we come back. More of the Justin Kinner Show next. Don't go anywhere. You're listening to the Justin Kinner Show on 1410 ESPN Radio. ...by Lee's Famous Recipe Chicken. So we'll pick up with where we left off. Uh, I was just noticing over the weekend when, we, when, the, when I heard the news that the Cleveland Browns had sat down and interviewed Jalen Hurts, which doesn't bother me, bother me. Because if you need a quarterback, you need a quarterback. I just don't think that the Browns need a quarterback. Um, You know, you finally get what is presumed to be your franchise quarterback in Baker Mayfield after, what, almost two decades after returning back to the NFL, or returning back to Cleveland, I should say. And uh, for the first time, you feel good about a quarterback that you get. And then all of a sudden, one below average year, and everyone is losing their mind, when I think it's very easy to point out the flaws that led to Baker's regression this past season. Uh, But with that being said, you know, I'm obviously in the minority in, on this because there's a lot of fans out there that have jumped off the Baker, band, uh, Baker Mayfield bandwagon. And there are a lot. And now it looks like the front office has jumped on the I'm not sold on Baker Mayfield. Now, keep in mind, two years of his rookie deal have been wasted. All right. I think that they, they made a huge jump his rookie season. He breaks Peyton Manning's uh, all-time total touchdown regular season passing record, blah, blah, blah. But then he has that below average year last year. They've gone all out this offseason to put a winning you know team out there. And good for them. That's great. But someone tweeted in, well, if they didn't believe they had their quarterback, they wouldn't have gone all out to get Hooper and Conklin and some of that. By the way, you should be doing that. If Even if you believe you have the worst quarterback in the league, you should still be doing everything you can to give your worst quarterback in the league weapons. So, And by the way, I, t- I totally see what that individual is saying. I'm not arguing with them. I'm just... I, at first, I was like, oh, I, you know, that's a good point. But then I thought about it. I hate that mindset. Like, when I think about the Cincinnati Bengals, and I hear, I heard Mo Egger say this on his show the other day about uh, Andy Dalton, about how the front office has come out and said they want to do right by Andy Dalton and getting him out of Cincinnati and getting him to a spot. Why, and, and Mo Egger brought up a great point. He goes, why wait till now to do right by Andy Dalton? And that's a great point. Why, why wait till now? So my point is is that like every team, even if you believe that your quarterback is not that great, you should be giving him weapons as if you are giving the best quarterback in the league weapons. So that's why I'm not sold that by going out and getting Hooper and adding him into the mix with Chubb and with uh, obviously Hunt and, and with Jarvis and with OBJ, I'm not convinced that those moves were done for Baker as in just moves that they should be done for any quarterback, which I do agree with that. But I believe those moves were done just as much for Case Keenum as they were for Baker. Those moves were just as much done for potentially Jalen Hurts if the Browns draft him, which I don't believe that they are, but I do find it interesting that they were interviewing him. Um, 
You know what I mean? Like, I don't think that those moves were done for Baker. They were just done for the quarterback position because I don't believe that the front office is as comfortable with Baker Mayfield as when John Dorsey was here. That was John Dorsey's baby, okay? Now you have the parents who have come in and adopted the redheaded stepchild, and now they're not as keen on the kids' looks anymore as what the previous guy was, right? So that's all. This is a very weird situation that if the Browns come out punching and they're winning games, then this whole thing could be thrown out the window. But if the Browns come out and struggle in 2020... That's where this Case Keenum thing comes in. Now, uh, Dave, David Fleming wrote in, I, Chase Daniels, three years, $13 million. That's a great answer. Thank you. Uh, in response to, I thought it was weird that Case Keenum, knowing that Baker, the reason I think that they are not sold, and someone said, well, I don't get why you think they're not sold on Baker Mayfield. Because you don't go sign a backup quarterback for three years. And now there are a lot of teams that would love to go find a long-term backup quarterback. But there's not a lot of quarterbacks out there that would love to sign long-term deals to be the backup, which means I don't think Case Keenan, who I don't think he's a top 15 starter in the league, but I also do not think um, that he is a guy that is bad enough to just shut the door on the possibility of ever being a starter again, which to me, the fact that he was willing to sign long-term with Cleveland means there was probably conversation with him saying, listen, you're being brought here for three. I'm just telling you, we're giving Baker another year, but I don't believe that he's going to be our guy moving forward. That's the vibe I'm getting. So I said, name a quarterback who signed a long-term deal to be a backup. Chase Daniels, though, I'm not putting in that same category as Case Keenum. So, David Fleming, I appreciate that. Thank you. Uh, that's a good answer, and you're right. He did, you know, three years, $13 million. Um, But th- he's not a fringe starter. Chase Daniels isn't a fringe starter. Case Keenum is a fringe starter. Uh, so do you believe that the Cleveland Browns front office is as sold on Baker Mayfield as what the John Dorsey front office was uh, based on the moves with Case Keenum and interviewing Jalen Hurts when you do not need to be interviewing quarterbacks or even drafting quarterbacks at this point, at least I thought? I find it kind of odd. I, to me, that is signaling that they are not as sold on Baker Mayfield as what we once thought. Let's go to Ed and Dayton. What's up, Ed? How are you? Uh, pretty good, Justin. Uh, the way I look at it, it's tough for Baker because it's a new offense. Mm-hmm. Case Keating already knows that offense. So basically, Baker, he needs to get that playbook. I'm sure he's already got it. He better own up on it. And then when you start exhibition games, you know, who's going to get the reps? Uh, hopefully, they give Baker the nod. He's the starter. Let him play five games. If he does well, there's no reason to bench him. So, but you know, if Case Keenum ends up starting, that's a. I don't really consider him a difference maker on the offense. So, if he ends up starting, I don't see good things out of the out of the Browns' offense. I don't, I don't know. I mean, whoa, 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 whoa! What do you mean? All those weapons, you don't see anything good out of that? They address the offensive line. You have two two fantastic wide receivers, two top five right, running right. backs. Holy smokes, man. I, I think that they are set up. to. If they don't have success, it's on Baker Mayfield. Right, right. But Case Keenan, what was his best year with uh, Minnesota? Did he throw for 3,000 yards, do you know? I'm going to pull that up. I know there was a season that with Stefanski won 12 games. Shay, are you getting... Was right, that he was very me? efficient. So, I mean, they're kind of like... The difference between Baker Mayfield and Case Keenan are probably... Baker might have a little stronger arm, but they're almost like, you know, twins. It's what, from all I see. So I, the thing about Jalen Hurst, no, they don't need to bring him in. Uh, he's more of a runner than a throw. I think that just confuses the whole thing. I, you know, you don't want to be dealing with three quarterbacks just to have two and spend the money somewhere else. They don't need Jalen Hurst. Case Keenum, uh, 
Went thirteen in, in two thousand seventeen. Went thirteen and three, but he threw for right. twenty two touchdowns, only threw seven picks. Uh, he was That's sacked twenty two times. And he had a QBR that year of ninety eight point six so, or ninety eight point three. So again, in Shay, what was pull? Uh, send me over eighteen. What was eight? What did eighteen look like? So eighteen again threw for over almost four thousand yards. Threw for thirty eight hundred wow. yards, eighteen touchdowns. Now he was a little bit more. You know, he threw double the picks uh, from the year before with fifteen, but he was sacked more times and his QBR dropped down to eighty. And what was nineteen, Shay? And, and and again, he threw for well under two thousand yards this time. So his numbers have regressed. Do I think he's a starter in Cleveland? No, but again, I don't think he is that bad to where he would have agreed to be a backup for three years. That's all. Yeah, we'll find out in the exhibition games. Everything will sort itself out. It's, I just can't wait to for training camp, really. <laughs> no kidding. I think all the players feel the same and all fans across the board. So, holy moly. But Okay, thanks a lot, Justin. Anytime, Ed. Take care. All right, bye. All right, four five seven nine four six four. Um, Ron messages in. He says uh, Nick Foles. He knows the system. Nick Foles didn't go to the Bears to be a backup, and that was a trade. Um, Nick Foles, by the way, you know Nick Foles came back. And again, this is my point, though. One year, there are quarterbacks who will go agree to be a backup for one year, with the mindset that hey, Rome, I'm only going to marry you for one year because I want to, you know, see if there. I, I want to go, you know, see how many other fish are out in the sea. I want to see if there's, you know, other starting opportunities. Nick Foles went back to the Eagles for one. He won a Super Bowl with them as a backup. Okay, uh, he was contemplating retirement, and then that happens. He wins a Super Bowl MVP, comes back as a as a backup. So you know, it is what it is. Then he goes to the the, the Jaguars. That didn't work out. He gets that big injury last year. He's traded to the Bears this season. Very expensive backup. And then that's why the Bears are having a discussion now. Basically, opening, you know, they've opened it up. It is a quarterback competition now. So Nick Foles is not in Chicago to be the backup. He has a chance to be the starter. Um, whether he lands that job or not, uh, that time will tell. I think that Nick Foles is always going to be one of those that teams are going to take chances on just because they are curious. Okay. Is there a chance that we can catch lightning in a bottle twice? Can we get that Nick Foles that went on that tear in the playoffs and, you know, Super Bowl MVP threw for 300-plus yards, uh, multiple touchdowns? I mean, just he'd look like a all-pro quarterback in the playoffs. It was unreal. 4 5 seven, nine, four, six, four. Um, Interesting nonetheless. But, yeah, as far as Jalen Hurts is concerned, you know, why, why are the Browns engaging in conversation with him? Why are they sitting down and having um, meetings with him? You could just say that, hey, they're doing their due diligence, but... Again, I don't think that the Browns are in that position that they need a quarterback. You have Baker Mayfield for two more years. You have Case Keenum for three. You have needs on the defensive side. You have shrunk that window down to a win-now mode for the Browns, so that's why the Jalen Hurts thing kind of interests me as far as I'm concerned. Is there some, is, is there some weight there? that they w- Is there a chance that you could potentially hear the Browns Call Jalen Hurts' name. If the Browns draft Jalen Hurts high in the draft, and I'm not saying first round, uh, and I don't even know how far Jalen, I haven't even taken a look at second and third round projections of where Jalen would end up. But there is, a, I mean, if the Cleveland Browns did waste a pick on him in the second round, I think that would be as dumb as dumb can be. I really do. That, that would just be typical Browns move, though, where they think they're the smartest one in the room. And although they're going to be the only person in the room, there's only going to be one person in the room. They came out today and said the draft will be done from home. Um, I don't know, and, and I saw Schlemmer post this on his page earlier. I don't know the details of, you know, if you're the Bengals, is it is it 
you know, is it Duke Tobin? Is he is he the one sitting in a room by himself making other decisions? I'm sure everyone will be on a conference call. Um, but you know, the Browns, who's going to be making those calls there? We know that Dorsey was very hands on by himself. He would not let the Haslam's get involved. You have. I think the second or the youngest GM in all of the NFL right now running the Browns. You know, are they going to trust him to do his dra- this draft on his own? I don't know. How hands-on will the Haslam's be? That's going to be a big key for the Browns as they draft in a different type of environment than what we were expecting heading in uh, to this draft in Vegas this year. But 457 457- Nine four six four. The other news with the Browns over the weekend, uh, you know, Adam Schefter comes out and says that look, they had a deal in place for Jadavion Clowney, uh, and then it fell through. And I thought that was that was big time for one because I love what the Browns are doing. The Browns and the Bengals are both going all in, and that's what I love. Now I don't know about the Bengals going all in in regards to putting you know putting a Super Bowl team out on the field. I don't think that they're going all in as far as that's concerned. Uh, but I do believe that they have improved their team enough. And some Bengals fans think I'm crazy for saying this, but I do believe they have improved their team enough to maybe, uh, depending on how. Uh, Joe Burrow comes out and starts swinging, they could be a playoff contender. They could be in the mix for things as far as that second wild card game that was added and approved for the 2020 season. So, uh, But the Browns, you know, I, I know it sounds funny putting the Browns and playoffs in the same sentence and Browns and Super Bowl, but you don't go make you don't go get a Jadavion Clowney if you're not trying to win a Super Bowl. You saw that the Seahawks last year pulled that deal off to go get him because the Seahawks were trying to win a Super Bowl. You don't go make your tight end the highest paid tight end in football to add to a roster that already has a very uh, expensive receiver in OBJ and Jarvis Landry. You already have two running backs in Kareem Hunt and, and obviously Chubb. You don't make these moves unless you're trying to win a Super Bowl. The Browns are trying to win a Super Bowl in 2020. Things fell through late. I think more so on Clowney's side than anything else. The Browns are going all in. They are trying to win a Super Bowl, and that has to make Browns fans feel extremely excited. And, uh, well, that'll just lead to the many other fans out there who hate the Browns continue to make fun of them for last year's uh, results based on the draft. But regardless, we'll get into more of that coming up later on in the show. 